IBC Amina podcast. I'm joined by two very distinguished gentlemen today. Distinguished? Incredibly <laughs> you're, distinguished. You're starting off with distinguished. All right. Sorry, well, keep going with the on, intro. On, keep Scott. going. Thank you. So I'm joined by Scott Shuey and Ed Bowles as well from Gulf News. Um, we are talking about the, the media. It's not been a great week for the media. Um, we all know that, especially when it comes to media freedoms. But IBC, we pushed back in the US when it comes to how the media is being perceived. What do you say whenever somebody talks about the media and why a strong media is good for communicators? I'm not sure I have an easy answer for that other than to just refute a lot of what's come out recently. Uh, the media is not the enemy of the people. Uh, we are a service branch. We provide information, we provide facts, sometimes we even provide analysis, hopefully useful. And to a large extent, we tell people about things they don't know about going on, hopefully, in their community, in their world, or in their business environment. We're not there to just spin politics. Most of us don't get involved in that. Most of us, some of us aren't even interested in it. But at the end of the day, we're there to provide information. And I think information is something everyone needs and uh, everyone should want and hope that it's accurate. I think specifically as it pertains to communicators, um, there is this symbiotic relationship between the press or the news media and communications or public relations, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's a give and take. And I think there is a lot of animosity at times between the two parties. And uh, that's probably as a result of communication breakdown uh, pardon the pun but at the end of the day you know we're all just tr trying to do our jobs and, and I think I agree with Scott that new, the news media gets a bad rep journalists get quite a bad rep but but, but so do communicators so do PR people the uh, you, you know the, the classic perception here is that that in this part of the world i.e. the Gulf and, and the wider Middle East is that that PR people are perhaps sort of pests and, and irritating um, to, to, to journalists trying to do their jobs and at times they can be when, when, it's, when, when perhaps they're being when they're, what they're doing is not particularly well thought out but as a whole the, the system works when it works and when there's communication between the two sides um, things kind of generally run pretty smoothly um, but yeah, I just echo Scott's comments that, that you know, we aren't the enemy and, um, and we are trying to do our jobs as best we can, even when we ask difficult questions that are perhaps irritating the PR people. But again, this is your job. Your job is to report right. accurately and truthfully on what is happening. Right, and much in the same way that, that a communicator's job might be to shape the narrative or to limit damage or whatever it might be, that, that, that is the job of, of, a, of a PR person, Whereas our, and our job is to get to the bottom of a story. I, ju I just came from a press conference uh, with a, an international hotel chain, uh, the largest in the world. They had their global CEO here in Dubai, and um, my first question was about the loss of three of their mm. prominent hotels here in Dubai in, in quite mysterious sort of circumstances. They had never been really super transparent or upfront about what happened. So I thought, okay, we've got the global CEO here, let's ask him a question. And of course, as soon as I asked him, the, the PR people were good in, with good natured, but were saying, oh, here's Ed causing trouble again. And um, that, that's part of that give and take. That's part of that sort of push and pull, really, of the two, two sides of the same coin.
Well, my view has always been that if they're shooting at you, whether it's figuratively or literally, you're doing your job. Mm. You know, you sh- journalism is about publishing things that people need to know, and usually if you need to know it, it means someone else doesn't want you to know mm. it. There's a little bit of a push and a pull there. And journalists' jobs are not to hide information, it's to go out there and try to ask difficult questions that may be awkward for people to, uh, to answer and uh, to publish that. But, you know, even stepping back, look, if you're not doing anything wrong, then you don't actually have anything to hide. That's true. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Try getting an answer out of someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just talk to me. There'll be no repercussions whatsoever as long as you've been honest and there's been no problems and you've done nothing illegal. That, that encourages people to talk across the board. Well, I was referring more to organizations in terms of not doing anything wrong. But uh, Actually, also- so was I. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you need to draw the distinction as well between, you know, a a salacious or an exciting story that perhaps is is not particularly in the public interest to to delve into you know that it might it might be something that is quite interesting to you as a, as a journalist or is quite exciting but is not necessarily something that that does a real public service and and that as i think as journalists should be sort of front of mind at all times and and you see that you see this a lot in the u.s obviously with such a such a polarized political environment where I would say a lot of stories that are written on both sides of, of the spectrum are sort of done in a, I'd say, quite a, in a quite a gratuitous way and, and perhaps not always with the public interest at in mind in terms of informing informing the public, but done with, with a, I suppose, a how many clicks can we get out of this yeah. or how much can we milk this story yeah. for? Um, and that, that's particularly true on the... 24-hour news cable yeah. channels uh, because of that revenue and ad- advertising model that they have. Well, that's always been an issue even before the days of the internet. It was, is this an important story mm. or is this an interesting story? Mm. Interesting stories get read important stories don't always get read. Mm. But when you're now monetizing everything you put online and need to be mm. able to show some type of, of return, yeah. maybe there's a little more focus on those quote-unquote interesting stories because people think you can get more money out of it. Mm. However, I still find plenty of, you know, accurate, authentic news, important stories online too. It's still there. Mm. You may just have to look for it, and more importantly, you may have to pay for it. Mm. But it's there. Yeah. Well, look. With that in mind, you were saying we have a symbiotic relationship, mm. media and communicators. We've often talked privately about how we can do things better. You're going to go out, talk to a PR person. What is the advice you would give them in terms of? engaging positively with media and doing it the right way so we're listening to well the first thing I'm going to say is be honest with me now that's a nice way of saying don't lie to me uh, if you're telling a journalist oh I'll get back to you or I'll try to get that information out or I'll try to do something else and you don't get back to them the journalist is going to remember and he is not going to appreciate it. Basically, you've lied to them. Mm. There are more extreme cases of that, or I've caught PR just absolutely spinning a yarn and telling me a fib because they didn't want me mad at it. they didn't want me mad at them or their client, mm. and that's just ridiculous because I'm going to be mad because I'm going to find out about it, <laughs> you know. Because you have friends and I I have friends and we're going to talk and we're going to know at the end of the day whether or not you were telling the truth. Some of the best PRs I've ever met have come up to me and just told me point blank, listen, you're not going to get it. The guy's mad at you, the guy can't talk, the guy doesn't have the answer, whatever the reason might be. And he's so, so I can't answer that today. 
very blunt answer. And my response is usually, all right, thank you for being honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll maybe try something else later on. Okay, so one be straight. I think, like in many relationships where there's a sort of lack of understanding of what happens on on the other side or from the other person, I think I completely agree with Scott. Honesty is the most important thing and, and transparency. I think there's a lack, though, of an, of an understanding between both from both sides as to what the other's job entails and, and how perhaps it can become quite complicated. And there are egregious examples of of uh, cock-ups on, on the part of journalists and the part of PR people. And, and there are times when I'm sure journalists make PR people's lives a misery. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I have. Not just asking difficult questions, but just uh, perhaps a lack of organisation or not responding to things in time or taking them up on, a, on an opportunity and then not, you know, fulfilling it. Um, and there are times when, when PR people have, have made my life a nightmare and... and whether that's through pitching me a, an interview that just has zero relevance to, to me and my beat, which just feels very like there's been no research done in, in preparation for that because if you had, you'd know that this is just not relevant yeah. to me. That, that's a very common complaint amongst journalists. But again, it all comes back to understanding e- the way that each other thinks. And, and so if you could do, like, if a PR person could do a day in, in a newsroom... Uh, you know, if a journalist could do a day at a PR agency, we'd probably both get a lot more out of our interactions with one another. But a lot, a lot of the time, we're just sort of talking at cross purposes. So when are you going to trade Ed Scott? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not going to show my agree with that on that one. I understand what the PRs are doing. They have clients, they have responsibilities, and they're supposed to be there as a little bit of a buffer. The problem is, at the end of the day, you, when you put yourself in between me and my source, you are not my friend. Uh, you are now an impediment to me to get my job. I, I know several PRs in the region who I am good friends with, who I respect and who do their job incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And they know how to sort of balance that. But they also have to understand my job is not to make them happy, not to make their client happy. It is to get a story and to inform the reader yeah. and to hopefully you know drive some traffic to my website. So yeah, I don't think knowing each other's you know, viewpoints or no understand will necessarily benefit everybody. Mm. It might make things a little bit easier at the end of the day, but there's still going to be conflict. Okay. Yeah, I mean, inherently, the relationship is a contentious one because, as Scott has just pointed out, you have this fundamental role or responsibility of a PR person to, as I said at the top of the show, control the narrative to a certain extent, and the fundamental role or responsibility of a journalist to get the best story or the most honest version of of events but beyond that we do coexist and we have to interact with one another and I think that 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 is where things fall quite short a lot of the time from from both sides and and I think that's where perhaps there could be a bit more of an understanding uh, of one another and and what our what our jobs entail Uh, and then you would perhaps hear less complaining from from both sides diplomatic as always yeah but one thing as well I'd also throw out there's fewer media people today, you know, so your time is even more precious. You know, you think back maybe 10 years ago, there were more newspapers and more magazines, yeah. more journalists to deal with, more journalists to pitch to. Today, look at the, the industry. Ad revenues are down. It's, it's tough to be in the media space. If you are traditional, as we define it, 
This is like a really, sorry to forgive me for interrupting, but this is like a really interesting thing that I've been thinking a lot about recently because there's been a lot of redundancies throughout the news media in, mm. in the Gulf and in Dubai and especially. And a lot of those people are being picked up by PR agencies, right? Which is great. Like, it's fantastic that they are going and carrying on working. But the question becomes like, if the editorial resources of Gulf News get depleted down to like 10 people sitting in a newsroom trying to bang out a newspaper every day and there's thousands and thousands of PR people that that is so imbalanced then that I don't know how the PR industry can survive with, with on that level right mm. and and so if you or conversely if if Scott said to me one day right no more PR Right, mm. We're going to go out, we're, we're, we're down to five pages in the newspaper, so we're going to go out and we're going to get our own stories mm. every day and we're not going to rely on press releases, we're yeah. not gonna, we don't care about any of that. We're going to go out, get our exclusive interviews, our exclusive stories. Then what? I mean, how much of the PR industry is geared towards send, you know, writing those press releases up, sending them out and getting them covered? Because mm. right now, we're not taking as many as we used to because we have less space. And so, therefore, a lot, a lot less coverage is happening from for PR agencies. So I'm like, I don't know how people talk a lot about how journalism and, and the news media is not sustainable in its current form. I'm not sure, and I can only talk to Dubai because I don't know about mm. any of the other markets and, and what sort of state they're in. I don't know how PR is particularly sustainable going forwards. I've heard that complaint a lot on social media uh, from people I know who are in the PR industry. Uh, one person actually brought up the question, well, how am I supposed to get my client's story out when you're not interested? Uh, unfortunately, the answer is that's not my problem, but I don't have a solution for you either. You know, it might be one of those things, are you're going to have to up your level of creativity. You are going to make sure you save that pitch to the journalist for when you really have something yeah. good. Mm, yeah. And don't send me a press release for every time yeah. your CEO, you know, had a meal or moved yeah. across, you know, to, to visit a classroom or did something else 100%. in aim that I am uninterested in. Yeah. Focus your stuff. That'll get you know more respect out of me because if I think you're wasting my time with a bunch of stuff, I'm more likely to ignore you mm. even when you have something important. But... Again, uh, and, and this is not me trying to be diplomatic, I'm just saying I understand why as an agent for, and for an agency, for example, a PR agency, your client will be saying, Mr. Tom Smith just had lunch at Muchachas Mexican Restaurant, get this covered, get, get us in the newspapers. And then being paid as you are, you then have to get that out. So I understand why I'll get a call from a PR person saying, oh, Mr. Tom Smith just had lunch at Muchachas, are you interested in, in interviewing him about it? And I'll go, absolutely not. What irritates me to no end is when they go, really? Why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, because it's a, it's a lunch and we're a newspaper and we, we are in the business of writing news and this is not interesting to anyone but your CEO's sense of ego. So. And to a certain extent, PRs, I think, need to learn that. There are some out there who do this, but they are very few mm. and far mm. between. You need to tell your client, sorry, that's a dumb idea. And when the client yeah. pitches a fit yeah. and screams mm. to fire you, maybe you need to walk away. Mm. I mean, it sounds crazy in this environment to tell someone, don't take money, keep your integrity. Mm. Yeah. But I've seen people do it, and I've seen them survive. And in a couple of cases, they've survived in terms of decades. Well, look, even before that, summing it up, you know, move away for purely from tactics and actually start doing strategy. Yeah. You know, advise the client on the best approach to take. Mm. And also advise the client what is news. Yeah. And, 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 and as clients become, I suppose, 
more mature in their thinking because the client could sack you, the client could fire you and say, right, we're going to go with, some, with someone who will write us up a press mm. release for, for our CEO having lunch. But what they will find, and increasingly so, is that they will that that, that new PR agency might say, yeah, we'll write you yeah. this press release and we'll get, it, we'll get it in all the newspapers, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't because no one has the space, no one has the motivation to carry that kind of news. Or better and then, yet, because editors have memories, right. and when I see a third guy pitching the same story right. you know, for three weeks, I'm still going to say no. Exactly, yeah. and, then, and then ultimately the client goes, oh, well, maybe no one can get this published, right? And then their, mm. their thinking matures, and then they start coming around to the realization that they need to change their strategy and be a bit more sort of sensible. Well, I've come around to the realisation that there's a lot more to talk about on this topic, but gents, for now, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank of you, Of course. Ed. Thanks, Alex. It's thank been you. a pleasure to have you on, and join us next week for the 